This is The Dish, the official podcast of the National Reconnaissance Office, brought to you by the NRO's Office of Public Affairs. This is Maura Beard, director of the NRO's Office of Public Affairs. Today, from Vandenberg Space Force Base, The Dish welcomes DNI Avril Haynes and NRO Director Dr. Christopher Scalise. Thank you both for joining us. Director Haynes, you were sworn in just a few short months ago, and we're thrilled that you are here. What are your early impressions of the NRO and the importance of the NRO's mission to the IC? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I can't tell you how impressed I've been by the NRO I, and the mission that you all provide, I, you know, between designing and building and launching and, frankly, maintaining these intelligence satellite architecture. I've seen the value that you provide to the intelligence community, and I've also been so impressed by the leadership, by the workforce, by the remarkable sort of seriousness with which you take your mission and, and just the, the consistent effort to innovate across the whole field. And I think it's something that, you know, we pride in the intelligence community and all of you live in a way that's really extraordinary. Thank you so much. Dr. Scalise, over to you. Six launches, 12 payloads in 2020. After launching L82 today, we have another launch plan for the summer and quite a few early next year as well. That's an incredible amount of activity. I can't help but think back on the past 60 years and how we started and where we are now. How do you believe the NRO has changed and evolved in that time? And where do you see us going into the future? Well, uh, I mean, uh, as DNI Haynes said, we have an incredible workforce and incredible partners uh, in the government and in industry and academia and, and internationally. And one of the things we know we have to do, and the NRO has done over its 60 years, is we have to innovate. We have to be creative. Uh, the threat changes, the, the, the need to go off and, and see things changes as, as people, you know, have different things that they're interested in. I mean, it's cell phones today. 60 years ago, it was big radars that you had to look at. Very different things that, that one has to consider. And we have to adapt to go off and do that. At the same time, uh, the world changes around us. We have a vibrant commercial industry right now that can provide capabilities that we need to take advantage of so that we can do the things that they can't do or, or shouldn't do. Uh, so as always, the NRO workforce and our partners together, we just have to be extremely creative. Yes, indeed we do. Sir, you mentioned creativity and the importance of the workforce. Given how we're innovating and being more creative, and space is more congested and competitive, what does that mean for our STEM fields and recruiting the right workforce for the future? DNI Haynes, diversity and inclusion have certainly been a priority of yours. And Dr. Scalise, you have also demonstrated a strong commitment at the NRO. How do you see things going forward? Having a, a, a capable workforce means we have to have a diverse workforce. We have to have a diversity of thought, diversity of experience, uh, and that comes from, from having people that have different backgrounds, are from different backgrounds. Uh, and, uh, I mean, a diverse team has consistently performed better than a monolithic team. Uh, we see that each and every day. Uh, when you think about the NRO, uh, it's got a diversity of, of groups of people that, that are here. We were created with, 
with that in mind, uh, with a military component and a civilian component and, and different uh, aspects of it. Uh, and we've taken it the, the next step as we've gone through it to, uh, to, to make sure that we can think and see things differently and share that in a way that is very productive to lead to incredible machines that uh, deliver the intelligence that's needed by the community. Yeah, and I would just, uh, to add to Director Scalise's answer, I mean, and I've seen how passionate he is on these issues and how much he supports both the workforce and the idea of diversity and inclusion. It's just that, you know, in, in the context of space, I can't think of an area, honestly, that um, fosters innovation more than space, the idea of expanding their universe and bringing together such diverse sort of expertise in order to actually achieve the mission that you're trying to achieve. And, you know, in an incredible vision that, frankly, you have to send things up and to actually do the work that you're doing that is so exquisite across the intelligence community. And that is not going to be successful unless you have diversity. And the reality is innovation and diversity are fundamental to each other, I think, in a way that we just have to recognize more and more, and we have to get on top of this issue within the intelligence community and be more effective at pursuing it. Yes, we surely do. Ma'am, you recently testified before Congress as part of the annual threat hearing, and you talked a bit about increased competition in the space domain and the growing threat from China. Why is it so important for the U.S. to maintain space superiority, and what role does the NRO play? And how do we better communicate this to the American people? Because I'm not sure the average person sees this as a tangible threat. Yeah, it's a great question, because I think sometimes um, the frame of competition suggests that the whole objective is to beat China, and that's not really what it is that we're in the business of trying to do. It's more in the sense of, first of all, I think we recognize the extraordinary value that one has from space. That, you know, the benefits that we're able to achieve as a consequence of our exploration and our advantages and, and frankly the technology that we have innovated in this country is just remarkable. And we've seen it in the context of better understanding a whole series of other fields that we've been able to then benefit from as a consequence. And so I think, you know, there are great advantages that we achieve as a nation as a consequence of our technology and innovation and our experiences in space. In addition, we are capable of managing a series of threats also, right? And that's something that we need to be as good as we possibly can be as a country. And in the context of China, I think one of the challenges is that in areas where China has contested us, has taken action that tries to essentially take unfair or coercive actions against us or against allies and partners and others or try to undermine, in a sense, a system of values, an international order, and ultimately a democratic systems, such as in the case of Hong Kong, we need to be competitive with them in order to ensure that they're unable to take those actions without us being able to counter them with our allies and partners. And that's effectively what competition means. And I think that I do, at least from my perspective, see more and more of a recognition of the challenge that that poses to the United States and to essentially the, the order of the world that we perceive as will, worthy of support, and that this is a major area in which we have to maintain that competitive edge. I see. You mentioned partnerships. Today, General Raymond with the U.S. Space Force is here as well. Dr. Scalise, as you reflect on the new Unified National Security Space Enterprise, what's the feeling? 
uh, DNI Haynes being here tells the workforce how important the, what we're doing is uh, to the intelligence community writ large, and uh, and we we know that, but to, to actually have have it have uh, have you here is is incredibly important for for everybody, and of course General Raymond is well known to to the community. Our relationship with the Space Force is absolutely critical. Um, it's it's been great, and it's getting better and better every day. Uh, today, of course, is, is is a really close relationship that everybody can see because we ride on their rocket uh, carrying our payload up into space, but it goes much, much deeper than that. We work uh, intimately to make sure that we're delivering the best space program that this nation can deliver for the intelligence community and, and the warfighter. So, so together, we're really a strong, strong, strong relationship. And I'll just add to it. I think the most important thing about me being here is that I get to learn, frankly, from Director Scalise and from General Raymond, who have been just phenomenal in really helping me to understand the value of what they do and how it is that that can help the entire intelligence community and the U.S. government as a whole in protecting our security. We are so happy to have you with us for this launch. In addition to this extraordinary launch, we are in the middle of an extraordinary time. The NRO, the ODNI, the IC as a whole have taken great steps to make sure we're not only protecting our workforce during the pandemic, but also keeping them focused and dedicated to the mission. Dr. Scalise, what type of teamwork is required to pull that off? And DNI Haynes, how do you see things more broadly for the intelligence community? So you can't do what we do uh, without teamwork. Uh, we talked about it earlier the relationship with uh, industry, academia, internally among the different groups within the NRO and, and the IC, with the Space Force, the Air Force, um, all of the services uh, and, and the rest of the government that we deal with is absolutely critical to delivering any mission. I think the pandemic, in a way, highlighted how important those relationships are. You know, we're very proud as the NRO, and, and I know we're proud as the IC and as, as the DOD, that we protected our workforce. And we, and we have come out of it with a healthy workforce. We've come out of it smarter. And I think more importantly, we came out of it with a greater understanding of how important teamwork is. Because as we went through the ups and downs of the pandemic, we stayed on mission. I mean, this mission is being delivered uh, very close to on time because the teams work together. Um, and, uh, you know, that's incredible when you consider before this thing was shipped, we had no idea we were going to be in a pandemic. Yet we worked through it, kept it on track, and today, weather permitting, <laughs> we're going to have a great launch. Oh, I, all I would add to that is just to say that I know that uh, for many people, it, it still remains extremely frustrating and challenging to exist in a pandemic, to be working, to take on all of the missions that we know are so important in the intelligence community, and um, and and to really just say to everybody, we are working to make it better. We are working to try to make it possible for you to both, you know, manage the personal issues that naturally occur and intensify during a period like this while we're still trying to get our work done, which we know is so important to the American people. 
but um, but to really try to to maintain discipline during this period, wearing masks and so on. I know I find it extremely frustrating at moments, but still trying to work on this, and just make sure that we we get ourselves through this whole period in a way that we really can be proud of throughout the entire IC. So it sure has been an extraordinary time. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? I think the only other thing is, to, really, I would like to take the opportunity to thank the whole workforce that made this happen. Um, as we as we mentioned uh, earlier, it's been difficult. Um, people have had to change the way they did do things, change their life, lifestyles in a lot of ways, uh, give up travel, give up vacations uh, because of the pandemic, but also because it's so hard to get a mission off the ground. So really want to thank everybody that, that worked on this and dedicated so much to, uh, to making it a success. I couldn't say it any better. I'm really just so proud of what it is that we can do as an intelligence community. And it's just extraordinary. And the gratitude we feel towards the workforce, towards the community, and frankly, the mission partners and everybody else that are a part of this, it's really extraordinary. Thanks again to you both for joining us on this edition of The Dish. The NRO provides reconnaissance support to the intelligence community and the Department of Defense and is dedicated to going above and beyond to protect our nation and its citizens.